I'm reviewing here! <laughs> oh my god, I'm such a mess. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here! A podcast where I, Matthew Bussy, watch and review Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time. Broom, broom! Okay, I finally got it right, that intro. Guys, this is the fifth intro I'm recording. Oh, I just can't get it right. I flatlined like this morning when I woke up. I, that's just how weak and debilitating my body is right now. And my brain and my mind and my soul and my heart and my toes, everything is bad. Yeah, it's going to be a rough episode. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm good. I feel totally fine. I'm just a little hungover. And it's that weird hangover where, well, all hangovers are weird. But this is the hangover where it kind of feels like you're you're actually like, dying you know because there's like different kinds of hangovers like some hangovers you're just tired some hangovers you're actually physically sick and then there's hangovers where you just feel like you're dying yeah that's kind of mine and which is which is really bizarre because i didn't really drink a lot last night i just remember my only memory is just getting the hiccups at night and really panicking and then hitting the pillow and i think i dreamt about Lindsay lohan or something i don't know i had a weird dream i forgot to write it down my friends, though, uh, okay, yeah, why did I record the intro, re-record the intro so many times? I don't know, because I'm a mess today, and I'm really excited to talk about today's movie, because it an, uh, it's a, an iconic American comedy. Uh, I highly, like, cannot encourage you to see this movie enough, and let's just get right to it. Today, I'm going to talk about Duck Soup Quack. Take a listen. Or it's just called duck soup. I'm sorry, that was stupid. Listen. just don't make movies like they used to i mean like the sound and the music and the the little like you know what's another word for sound like 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 you know like like audio like back uh ambient noise you know you know what i'm talking about i don't know they just don't make movies like they used to i feel like one good example where they really did a great job of recreating the, the old hollywood like 30s 40s movie was mank did you guys ever see that movie mank 
It's okay if you didn't. It came out in 2020, and we all know what happened that year, so let's just forget about it. Duck Soup. This is a movie starring the Marx Brothers. If you're not familiar with the Marx Brothers, where are you? What's the matter with you? I'm just kidding. Um, you're so stupid. No, you're not. Uh, the Marx Brothers are four brothers. So there were actually five brothers. Groucho, Harpo, Chico, Zeppo. They're the main ones. They had a fifth brother named Gummo. Uh, but he didn't really act with them. He did vaudeville with them when they were young, but he ended up becoming a businessman. Businessman, uh, And then the one, one of the uh, Marx Brothers, Zeppo, I hate to like be mean, but he wasn't very funny. That's kind of like plain and simple. And he's he's kind of known as like like the unfunny one in the Marx Brothers movies. And this was actually the last, Duck Suit was actually the last movie that he did with his brothers. I think he also later became... Uh, a bit, or no, no, I'm sorry. He became an engineer later. If you ask me what engineers do, I have no freaking idea. Just that makes no sense. It's like when someone tells you that they're an entrepreneur, what, what, about what? what? What does that mean? You know, entrepreneur. That's a hard word to say too. The Marx Brothers, though. So these were four, these were um, a group of brothers. They came from a Jewish family, and they were, you know, like I said, they came from a vaudeville, vaudevillian family. Is that a word? If not, I just made it up. So funny. These guys were legendary. And, you know, the most, uh, and not to, like, pick a favorite, but, you know, I think the one who is most recognizable in the Marx Brothers is Groucho. Groucho, and his real name was uh, Julius Henry Marx. Groucho, you know, was his, his, his stage name. Groucho Marx, rest in peace. I mean, he was a legend, and he's most famous for his look. He always had the big reading glasses and this grease stained mustache uh, that was like really creepy and looked really fake and kind of like scary. But you know, he always had that and he always had like a bald head, but like hair on the side. And literally you can buy Groucho Marx like sunglasses. Like people dress up as Groucho for Halloween. If you type in Groucho Marx, stuff will come up, you know. when I say I made that weird, I'm sorry. Pictures of him will come up, but the Marx Brothers. I mean, they're 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 uh, legendary. Um, you know, I I remember first hearing about them. Holy, what year is it? It's 2023. It must have been like 2004, I think, for my birthday. I got uh, a DVD of AFI's 100 Years 100 Movies. They used to, I I've probably spoken about this before, but they used to do that every year. The American Film Institute, they would like pick a category, a genre and similar to Sight and Sound, they would pick, you know, the top greatest movies, top greatest thrillers, top greatest, uh, romantic movies. It's kind of funny to like look back at them now because a lot of them, like if they were to do that in 2023, I, I feel like all movies are just like, People are just trying to cancel movies because they're like, well, the third DP was a bad man. And it's like, oh, God. So that's a different topic. But I heard, I first heard about Duck Soup from watching that. And I remember just watching, you know, little clips from it. And I was like, God, this comedy is like really out there. It's it's very quirky and witty and quick. And I think quick is the best way to describe Marx Brothers humor. Um, it's kind of like Tina Fey humor. Like, you know... In like Mean Girls and in 30 Rock and and uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, the comedy is just so fast. I can't think of any other way to describe it. It's just boom, 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 joke, 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 joke. And it's just like every scene. And the jokes, some of them, they don't make sense. Some of them happen so quickly that you're just like, wait, what? Huh? WTF? Like that. that's kind of the best way to describe the Marx Brothers. Uh, their movies 
are absolutely balls to the wall, uh, insane. Is it balls to the walls or balls to the wall? To the window, to the wall? I don't know. It's a singular pearl. I gotta Google that later. Duck Soup, though, you know, they had done a lot of movies already. They did movies, um, like, I think the most famous one that they had probably done before this came out. This came out in 1933, too, so this is a very early movie, uh, Animal Crackers was a movie that they did before this that I think is is one of their uh, also one of their most famous ones. Uh, but they also did a day at the uh, a day at the races, uh, a night at the opera. You know, really, really uh, popular comedies, fast comedies. I guess that's kind of the best way to describe it, which is a really broad term. But there's nothing else like them. No one can ever to this day emulate the Marx Brothers. Um, and I can't recommend them enough. And also it's really fun to say their names. Groucho, Harpo, Chico, Zeppo. Groucho, Harpo, Chico, Zeppo. You know, it's good. It's like a good little mantra. Kingdom, find them, class, order, family, genus, species. I learned that in biology class, 10th grade. My te Oh, I shouldn't say his name, but yeah, he taught me that. It's good. Groucho, Harpo, Chico, Zeppo. But it's really just Groucho, Harpo, and Chico. Zeppo, I'm really sorry. It's actually sad reading about, like, Zeppo, because he actually was, like, very embarrassed and mad that he, like, wasn't the funny one in the group, which, eh, that's a shame. So I'll get to the movie. I'm going to talk about what this is about. It's kind of like a quick synopsis, because, um... It's it's just, it's a very short movie, too. It's only, like, an hour and, like, ten minutes, too. And and a lot happens, but a lot of it is very, very um, slapsticky, uh, you know, and I keep using the word vaudeville, but vaudeville humor is kind of just the best way to describe it. It's like vaudeville, you know, you get, it's like someone hands you a little costume and you put it on and you're like, oh, boo, look at me. You know, that's like vaudeville. It's, um, or not boo, you don't scare people. But Duck Soup um, is a movie directed by Leo McCary. Leo McCary was also very popular for directing uh, slapstick comedies. He he did uh, a movie called The Awful Truth a few years after this with uh, Henry Fonda and Barbara Stanwyck. No, not Barbara Stanwyck. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm getting it wrong. No, Henry Fonda's not in it either. What am I thinking? Of? Oh, The Lady Eve. That's a different. Uh, that's a different slapstick. No, The Awful Truth, I'm sorry, I'm getting the mix up. The Awful Truth is Cary Grant and Irene Dunn. I've seen it, I saw it 25 billion years ago, and I do not remember anything about it. But he was kind of a good director for this. I'm going to get into the history of, you know, behind-the-scenes drama. Not really drama. There's not really drama to this movie, to how it was made, but it's a little interesting. But yeah, Leo McCary, he also, um, sorry, I just moved the desk. 10, 12 years after this movie, he won an Oscar for a movie called Going My Way, starring the amazing Bing Crosby. Never seen it, but it is a musical, musical comedy. Musical comedy with a little bit of drama. Uh, and Going My Way is like, you know, I think Leo McCary, film scholars talk about Leo McCary and they say, oh, Going My Way, oh, and Duck Soup, duh. But um, yeah, Pretty popular director. And like I said, when this came out already, the Marx Brothers were already super, super popular. Ironically, like there's there's kind of like conflicting reports that Duck Soup did not do well at the box office. It just didn't do as well as previous movies. And some, I think a lot of film historians have written that this came out during the Great Depression. And I think a lot of people actually didn't want to go and see it because even though it was a comedy, it was kind of like a political comedy. It was like a, it, it's a, it's a satire, but it's not at all meant to be taken seriously at all. I mean, you watch this movie and it's like you're on, you're high on like ketamine or something like that is how 
insane the humor is in, in this movie. So, Duck Soup, I just want you to know, too, I'm not lying about this plot, because just get ready. So, Duck Soup is a satire. It takes place in an imaginary country named Fredonia. Fredonia. Totally made up. Uh, now, funnily enough, there is actually a real place called Fredonia, New York, and before this movie came out, people were actually mad um, that, you know, this movie was going to, like, have, you know, feature their name in it, which I think the Marx Brothers, they had a funny response where they were just, like, basically, oh, well, it's not our fault. Just go and change your name. <laughs> but, um, Fredonia is this country, and it's um, in a lot of financial trouble. And there's this woman who's kind of, like, in charge of all the finances. Her name is... Mrs. Teasdale, she's played by this uh, very, very over-the-top actress named Margaret Dumont. I say over-the-top in that, you know, she literally talks like... Let me just read her bio here. Or, no, I'm not going to read her bio. She talks like this. It's like, oh, yes, well, I went down there and I saw a rabbit. You know, she talks like that throughout this entire film. And she was like a, a uh, very popular... Uh, character in a lot of uh marx brothers movies so um not she played different characters of course but you know mrs teasdale though she handles the finances for fredonia they're in a lot of trouble there is this kind of like rival country named sylvania that is trying to basically take over fredonia and sylvania is led by this very mean guy named ambassador trentino He's played by an actor named uh, Louis Calhern. Never heard of him before. So they're fighting and they need to get a new leader. So they, she, uh, Teasdale announces that this guy named Rufus T. Firefly become the new uh, president of Fredonia. And this is where Groucho comes into the picture and his entrance could not be more epic. Like this is, you know, so over the top, too. Like, this is where the satire of the movie comes in because, you know, like, they're all talking politics. They're talking about, you know, okay, we have a new president. We have a new leader. Yay! And everybody breaks out into song. And it's, you can't even understand what they're saying. It's just like, la, la, la. Like, you know, so over the top. So completely over the top. And, you know, this is just when the comedy immediately comes in because Groucho doesn't show up. You know, they have the doors open and he isn't there. And then it cuts to him and he's in his bed wearing that, like, you know, 30s pajamas with, like, a hat. You know they used to wear, like, Santa Claus-looking hats, but white, or no red? Yeah, he's, like, wearing that, and he wakes up, and then he takes off his pajamas and just comes down this firing hose, fire hose, I'm sorry, and um, that's his entrance. So, right off the bat, you're like, wow, this is a pretty silly movie. And then... He's thrilled to be the new leader. I don't know what to call it, leader or, you know, uh, leader is kind of like the best way to describe it. But he's very, you know, he likes it, but he's also Firefly. And this is just Marx's, uh, Groucho's like persona. He is just such a dry character. Like his jokes are just so quick and he's so sarcastic with absolutely everything that comes out of his mouth. And that's just the genius of Groucho. You know, that's why just... I, I'm not even going to talk like Groucho because I can't do it. No one can. No one can act like this guy. Honestly, I, I cannot applaud this this um, these comedians enough. So he becomes the new leader. And then we learn a little bit about, uh, you know, the leader of Silvonia. I'm sorry, uh, Trentino. 
So Trentino, we find out, you know, of course, like I said already, he's trying to annex uh, Fredonia, and he has these two spies that are working for him. And the spies are Pinky and Chicolini. Pinky is played by Harpo. Chicolini is played by Chico. Chicolini is an Italian spy. And what's so funny is that Chico, Marx, was not Italian at all. Uh, he just, that was just what he liked to do. Boom. He's going to be an Italian guy. Harpo doesn't talk. Harpo scares the shit out of me in all Marx Brothers movies because he is so creepy. <laughs> he doesn't talk and he wears this like wig and he looks, he's basically like a clown, like an actual clown. He will just take props and, and things out of his pockets and like, play with them you know like there's a scene where trentino is like you got a light or something and uh pinky just takes out this flamethrower and is like you know lights his cigar with it so that's harpo and i think harpo also he's also obsessed with scissors and scissors was actually something that um i think the director leo mccary actually just added that in that wasn't like a harpo thing but harpo is a funny hilarious character uh, comedian, was a hilarious comedian, but yeah, I don't know, like, if you've ever watched SNL and you remember Kristen Wiig's character, Gilly, was that her name? What? Sorry. You know, that character? I, oh, God. She's so fucking creepy. <laughs> oh, my God. So creepy. Yeah, so I think secretly Pinky slash Harpo might be, like, a serial killer, but no, it, there's, there's not, there's none of that in this movie. It's just his character. It's just his little, him being silly. So Trentino, you know, he has these spies come in and, you know, the spies, they, Pinky and Ciccolini, you know, they basically set up this peanut stand right outside Firefly's office. And Firefly one day uh, notices Ciccolini and kind of just likes him. And it's just, you know what, I think you'd be a good uh, employee. You know, I want you to work for me. I want you to come and work for me. I want you to be the secretary of war. And Ciccolini is like, well, great. Now I can get inside and, you know, appease uh, Trentini. So many names in this. Am I saying it right? No, Trentino. <laughs> Trentini. It sounds like a drink. So he does that. Um, and also, sorry, uh, Zeppo. Zeppo plays his secretary. He plays Firefly's secretary. And Zeppo has no comedy at all in this. He is just a very boring character and i'm really sorry zeppo i don't know there's probably honestly a podcast you guys all devoted to the marx brothers um but their history i yeah i mean there are books and everything written about them but i do feel bad for zeppo i think maybe people can do comedy and some people can't but i hope that there was no harm done to zeppo and the brothers when zeppo left anyway sorry zeppo zeppo plays the secretary and Blah, 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 blah. Some crazy shenanigans happen. Um, Trentino has this other spy, this woman named Vera, who's very uh, sultry. And she informs him that the plans, uh, Rufus, uh, yeah, Rufus's plans are in his, you know, home. And they're in this, like, safe, basically. Uh, and so Ciccolini and Pinky end up dressing up as this hilarious, ingenious sequence where they dress up as, uh, Rufus and, um, they go in and they are just running around trying to get the, the, um, the, uh, you know, the plans and everything. And, and, and basically Ciccolini gets caught and he gets put on trial and they're in jail and, uh, or no, I'm sorry, they're in the court and, you know, 
Firefly slash Rufus, whatever you want to call him, he's, he's interrogating him. And then basically, this all happens so quickly, but um, Trentino just kind of like comes in and then they all just start, you know, he kind of just declares war on them. And everybody just, <laughs> everybody just jumps up and just starts breaking out into, we're going to war, we're going to war, yay, and they go crazy. And it's another WTF moment. It's a moment where I am just like, what? Am I actually on drugs right now? What is this movie? <laughs> and then the movie ends with this huge war sequence where, you know, Firefly and his secretary and Pinky and Chicolini, I'm sorry, his secretary is Lieutenant Bob Rowland. I'm sorry, Zeppo. There, that's his name. They're all fighting against um, Trentino's people, like in the middle of the woods. And... Trentino, eventually, they catch him in the, in the end. They lock him in this, like, literally in a door, and they start throwing fruit at him. And then Mrs. Teasdale shows up, and then they start throwing fruit at her, and then the movie just ends. Boom. <laughs> I mean, like, what? <laughs> I mean, it's literally... That, my friends, is Marx Brothers for you right there. And the dialogue in this movie, there is, like... I don't, the funny, the funny thing too is that the Marx Brothers, they didn't write this movie. It was written by a whole bunch of uh, screenwriters, uh, Burt Calmer, Harry Ruby, Arthur Sheikman, uh, who else? Nat Perrin. Um, but yeah, like they didn't write any of this. And the dialogue is just so, again, it's kind of like what I said about Tina Fey humor. It's so out there and you don't get it, but it's so like oddly riveting and, and gripping, you know, and, and just... I don't know how else to say it. There's a scene where I forget who, but he pulls out um, a card from like a deck of playing cards. And one of the characters goes, a card? And then I think it's actually Firefly who says, you can keep it. I've got, oh, no, no. It's, um, it's uh, what's his name? Not Pinky. It's Chicolini who says, you can keep it. I've got 51 left. And then he just leaves the room. <laughs> I mean, this movie, Duck Soup and just the Marx Brothers in general, they inspired so many comedians out there and you can only imagine like this is what's so magical about duck soup like imagine honestly it's the 30s and you go to the movies and you go and see this movie people were laughing their asses off and this is pre-netflix this is pre-streaming anything imagine the excitement of going to the movies and laughing so hard that it hurt you know that's what makes this movie such a classic. And I'm just so glad that it still exists. Now, the history of this movie is a little, um, not scandalous, but it's kind of like a little bit of, not art imitating life. That's kind of a stretch. Basically, the Marx Brothers were a little hard to work with. Not that they were like divas, but they were actually just like crazy. Like they were, they were already in a little bit of a, conflict because they were fighting with Paramount Pictures. Uh, they were having like a c contractual disagreement with them. So that was a little awkward. Leo McCary did not like working on this movie. He actually, um, and I found this great quote that he said, where he said, uh, the most surprising thing about this film was that I succeeded in not going crazy for I really did not want to work with them, the Marx Brothers. They were completely mad. <laughs> oh, so he kind of had some trouble working with them. And then I also found this other story that is just balls to the wall. I keep saying balls to the wall. Balls to the wall crazy. It involved a prank that um, Chico did on two of the screenwriters, Harry Ruby and Burt Calmer, 
where they were just hanging out on set one day and this extra came up to them and said, uh, quote, I don't know who wrote this stuff, but they ought to be arrested. They should be in a different business. Uh, and then Calmer said to uh, Ruby, the other screenwriter, he said, I'm going, I'm going over to hit him. Who does he think he is? He's just an extra. And they were like, gonna, they got really offended by what that extra said. And it, it turns out that Chico actually asked the extra to go over and just say that to them as a joke, just for fun. Literally. So the Marx Brothers, I mean, like, it's what when you watch them on screen, they were just like that in real life. You know, I mean, Harpo talked, of course, but and I really hope Harpo was not like killing people or hurting people. But that's just how they were. I think that's what's so fascinating about this movie, too. I mean, the other history is funny. Benito Mussolini, that little bitch dictator, uh, actually banned this movie in his country because he thought it was, of course, it always goes back to goddamn propaganda. He thought it was propagandistic uh, and was making, like, fun of Italy in a way. I guess maybe because Chico plays an Italian guy in this movie, even though Chico is not fight fighting for the bad country, Sylvania. He's fighting for the good country, Fredonia, in, in, in this movie. So I don't even know what it is. It doesn't make any sense. And, you know, this movie, too, it's it's a satire, but it's also not, like, there's not really a lot of uh, deep meaning behind the politics in this film. There's not. You know, the Marx Brothers were even quoted as saying, like, they'd been asked about, well, the politics, like, were you trying to make a statement or whatever? And they said, they said, quote, what significance? We were just four, Jew four Jews trying to get a laugh, you know? And that's the thing. I think that's kind of like the fascinating thing about Duck Soup is that it reminds us that like, you know, we can all get a camera and we can all just be silly. And you know what? We can be as silly as we want and nobody can stop us. And you can laugh if you want to. You can turn it off if you want to. You can, you know, react however you want. But comedy is like always going to be her. And I think that's kind of what's so inspiring about Duck Soup, you know, is that it reminds us that there is a comedian in all of us and that we really can go out and make people laugh. And we can, we can go out and be crazy, I think, is the real moral of this movie. Yeah, it's a good way to end this. The moral of this movie, go and be crazy. Do it. Do it. You know? Who's stopping you? Make a movie that is so silly and preposterous. And you know what? People may like it. They may not. But you've done it. I think that is such a brave thing to do, and I just cannot applaud this movie enough. I love this movie. Like I said, Harpo scares the crap out of me. It's so funny, though. It's so out there. It's so over the top, and like I said, they really just don't make movies like Duck Soup anymore. They don't, and when they do, they're either really, really dirty, or they're just truly not funny. That's kind of like the sad reality that we're living in right now, so... Yeah, I miss it. I miss the good old comedies. And I really wish I could go back for like an hour, hour and a half, and just go to a theater and see this movie. And then quickly come back to present day, because this came out during the Great Depression. <laughs> so yeah, I would not want to be there for long. Man, where can you watch Duck Soup? Duck Soup, unfortunately, is nowhere to stream for free. You have to rent it, and I highly recommend it, obviously. And I also highly recommend that you watch other Marx Brothers movies because they are icons. 
I was going to say iconic characters, but they came out as icons. I meant to say cool, and then I started to say great. Girl, um, yeah, I love this movie. Highly, highly recommend it. Check it out. Guys, this was great. Um, you know what? I'm still hungover, but I feel a little bit, a little bit better, and I thought this would be shorter, but I can't shut up, so whatever. I'm almost at 30 minutes. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, new episodes of I'm Reviewing Here are every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Leave a review if you want to. If you hate me, leave a review. If you love this, leave a review. If you're not sure, leave a review. If I'm giving you heart palpitations or giving bad advice, leave a review. I don't give a shit. Just do what you want, okay? But I just want to, you know, talk to movies with you guys because I love them so much. And, you know, you don't have to listen to my advice, but I really hope that you do. You do, and I think my advice is kind of good, I guess. I hope so. My movie advice is good. I think my personal advice is not good. That's kind of how I've always been, and that's why I am, um, you know, clinically insane, and it's only getting worse with age. But this has been fun. Keep it. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a good time, everybody. Keep it real. Be good. Keep it real. All right, I'll show you.